and we're going to talk a little bit about what could happen in the province of Ontario. We had the election, Doug Ford, resounding win, lots of autopsies and dissections of how he did it, what it means. And now this Friday, very big day, because we're about to find out who's in the cabinet, who's doing what. And when we find that out, we get a very clear idea of where this government wants to go. And let's face it, when you have a big win and you're a government, you must use your political capital right at the beginning. That is one of the sacred rules of politics. So we will see right off the mark on Friday, although there's been a lot of secrecy around it, where things are going to help us out as we make some predictions and analyze Kelly Harris joining us live principal at Harris Public Affairs. Kelly, good evening. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, Erlene. How are you? I am good. It's always a fun game for politicals like ourselves. I'm wondering who's going to get what, because it's true, Kelly, isn't it? We're about to see what the priorities and plans are for this government as they play chess with who gets the big gigs. Yeah, and also there's a lot to the fact that if you think think back to when Doug Ford became premier of Ontario, he, he was we just gone through uh, Patrick Brown had just been defrocked as premier, <laughs> and he was about. I mean, we're only a month away from an election when Doug Ford became premier. He didn't have a chance to get his own candidates in place. He didn't get didn't have a chance to get his people in place. So essentially. This will be the first cabinet he makes with his own wood. And it'll be interesting the choices he makes. And, and, and also, I, I mean, I was, I was in a government where we won 77 to 79 seats in B.C. And there were a lot of people who were thinking they actually won the seat because nobody, nobody from that side of the fence had ever won in those ridings. And it was, no, you didn't. The the actual, the party did, and the premier did. <laughs> so Doug Ford's going to be having a lot of those conversations. Jamie Wallace has probably fielded a lot of those conversations of people saying, hey, if it wasn't for me, we would not have won, <laughs> you know, Thunder Bay out of Coken or whatever. And it's like, um, yeah, you didn't win it. Um, the, the guy in the big chair won it, and the campaign won it. So there, there's a lot of those conversations going on. But there's also the idea of regional disparity. There's going to have, there's, we, they won in places they just don't generally win, like Windsor, um, Essex County. They won. They they really won all over the province. So they they haven't. So so he's got his own candidates for the first time that are now caucus members. He's got candidates or caucus members in places nobody ever expected conservatives to win. And he's also got caucus members that, quite honestly, don't really look like conservatives traditionally. I mean, if you take a look out in 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 Hamilton, you've got um, you've got um, Patrice. Well, you have Patrice Barnes up in Ajax, um, for example. And if you have a, out in Hamilton, um, Ms. Williams won. When I, I can't, I, I'm I'm I. I haven't been around Ontario as long as I was in Western Canada, but that's two black women in the conservative caucus. That is a totally different look than anybody would have expected. And they won, Um, Kelly, by this big, this big tent, big flock, bringing it together. And he kind of did it his way. 
So we can expect him to show that in this cabinet. As you say, is he really want to, going to let these big additions, these big additions to the Ford team and the message that he's sending? He's going to have to keep the power structure with this cabinet. Yeah, and there's a couple of predictions I'd like to make. I mean, one, I think that the deputy premier is going to be Carolyn Mulroney. Um, it, traditionally, the leader, if the leader's a man, they, won't, they, they would have a woman as the deputy leader. And I believe K- Carolyn Mulroney not only deserves it, but uh, it, she, she puts a really nice face on that. She puts, she, she, it, that, that, that's, that's a good optic. Um, I think that uh, Stephen Lecce is going to stay in an education. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what he did to deserve to stay in education, to go through two um, negotiate contract negotiations, but uh, he's paying for something he did in his life. But uh, just kidding, but uh, it's not, not going to be an easy job for him. And uh, healthcare, my, I've got this sneaking suspicion it's going to be somebody with a lot of, the Premier has a lot of faith in somebody like a Steve Clark getting health care. Um, you would, a lot of people are saying, saying there, there's other people they're pointing to, but I, I think, I think somebody like a Steve Clark, somebody who has just been a solid cabinet minister, um, and also look for Monty McNaughton to have a very, 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 um, important role in this government as well. And last okay, one, and this one is not going to be popular and I'm sure, sure it's not going to be popular with her. I'm watching to see whether or not Lisa McLeod stays in cabinet. All right. You think she may be a casualty? I do. I do. There are going to have to be some casualties from the people that were there before. And Ms. McLeod had some troubles as minister. And I don't know that she stays. I, I'm, I'm probably wrong in that, but uh, I can I can say that I've heard rumblings that that's one of the places where there might be a casualty. There might be other casualties like a John Yakubowski not going back in a cabinet, not that he was in right in the last cabinet, and Ernie Hardiman, people like that. Their, their, their time in cabinet might be over for good. One thing's for sure, the whole country's going to watch this cabinet. Doug Ford has big plans. He's a very powerful conservative. He's going to want to make all those moves when he announces who is next to him. And I think you've raised a really good point. He inherited a lot. He also was someone who we don't recognize now. The clapping, when he walked in, there was a Trumpian aura, and he was inexperienced. Now he got his footing. He went through a pandemic. He had people voting for him, as you just said, who traditionally never voted conservative. It's got to make him feel that he's got a bit of power. And also... He has permission to think outside the conservative box here. Yes, very much so. And that'll be that'll be something that I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing, just basically the diversity, both um, regional and ethnic diversity of this caucus. Um, and it's also, <laughs> this is going to be the one of the, if not the largest, one of the largest caucus, it, caucus, cabinets in the history of Ontario. He will he not only Expansion. just ministry positions, it's going to have to be because there's so many people that deserve to have some sorts of role um, in, in, in the cabinet. But at the same time, there's yeah, there are a few positions I'm really interested in watching. Healthcare, obviously, because it's such it's such an important one and replacing Christine Elliott. Yeah, tough. Um, 
Well, I I don't know if that's so true, but um, <laughs> but uh, the and and the support. I a couple others. Um, Patrice Barnes up in Ajax. I think she's going to be the uh, number two in education. She's going to be the parliamentary assistant in education. She was with the Durham School Board for a long time, and I I, I like that as a as a um, pick. But that won't be for Friday. The parliamentary assistants will probably be a few days later. All right, Kelly, let me ask you other news. We've seen the beginning of a story in a few movies we've seen before. Andrea Horvath (laughs) not denying that she's going to run for the mayor of Hamilton. Kind of feels right, doesn't it? Her answer, Hamilton has always been in my heart. If you're a betting guy, Kelly, what would you say? I think I would say yes, she's going to run. Me too. Um, And I have to say, Hamilton's, what, the third largest uh, municipality in Ontario now? Um, Isn't it interesting that considering there's nobody, both the NDP and the Liberals are headless at Queen's Park, isn't it interesting that if she decides to run for mayor of Hamilton, the person who would have been the opposition leader in Ontario in Queen's Park may be Doug Ford's stiffest opposition to his government as mayor of Hamilton. Yeah. Very intriguing. Very, yep. very intriguing. Kelly, exciting days on Friday. And of course, this is all terribly important. We get a roadmap to building those highways and all the priorities for this newly minted premier with a lot of power. Kelly, thank you. Have a great night. Talk soon. You, you too, Arlene. Thanks. Bye-bye. Kelly Harris, principal at Harris Public Affairs with his predictions about Friday. I'm Arlene Bynan. This is On Point.